Hello everyone, and welcome to another beer review. Now, this is New Year's Eve, or Hogmanay if you're, you have know, the kind of Scottish persuasion, and uh, we're going to do a couple of beer reviews for today. So there's going to be this one, and there's going to be another one coming up as well, which I would class as the main event, but there's a caveat to that. It could be a great beer, or it could be a disappointment. Um, I'm not sure. So the jury's out, so that could be a hit and miss. We don't know. This one, again, I don't know um, about it. But going by the last beer I had, which was quite disappointing, I've uh, not really got high hopes for this one. Um, we did two of them before. The first one was okay. It was not too bad. actually quite good. The second one, well, let's be told, it was a disaster from my point of view. Just, you know. You've seen the review, so or if you haven't, go back and watch it. I will be linking it into the into the the end of the this video, so there will be a link to that one. So today we're doing Hawkstone IPA. Now, if anybody hasn't seen the previous videos, I didn't buy this. This was a Christmas gift. That's why I'm actually incorporating it in the Christmas series. Because I wouldn't have bought this. I looked at it and looked at the prices. At the time when I last looked at it, they were £36 for 12 bottles. They're now down to ranging roughly about £28 or just whatever and that type of stuff. I'm not quite sure about this one. I think it's no more than £28 for 12 bottles, but it might be a bit lower. And they also have this subscription service. So if you take... Um, a pack off them a month, you get a discount. I think it's 15% of the price of the beer that you're ordering that month. And you get 20% off the, the merchandise, which is overpriced anyway. Even with the 20% off, it's still overpriced. But that's my own personal opinion. Other people are different. Um, so this is a 4.8% ABV. Again, it's a 330ml bottle. And there's a bit of spiel in the back, so let's see what it says. It says, Our IPA leads with a burst of citrus flavour and touches of honey and caramel. Balanced by a smooth, bitter finish. There's a bit of condensation in the bottle. It's making it a bit hard to see because it's white against kind of this kind of stone coloured. Um... Hewn from mineral-rich bedrock of the Cotswold Hills, the Hawkstone, a Neolithic standing stone, which gives our brewery its name, has stood for generations. I keep thinking this name has stood for generations as a, as a, as a Conservative candidate. You know, so that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Because I'm sure probably the local politician, the local MP for that area is uh, <laughs> probably quite similar to this Hawkstone, you know. Well, but as active anyway. Uh, Cotswold's brass soil in which it rests, it's hard and un... It's hard, sorry, and unforgiving. Jesus, is hard to read. But for those who persist, it yields 
malting barley of an unusually high quality, ideal for brewing. Here's a surprise. Eh? After harvest, our brewmaster, like I say, it's always a brewmaster, isn't it, combines the barley with select hops, yeast, and the purest local water, of course, it's always pure water. It's hard as fuck, but it's pure as fuck. You know, it's amazing that, isn't it? You know, there's lumps of calcium carbonate, you know, sticking out of it, but that's, that's fine. It's pure, it's pure as buggery, so it's. And of course, uh, not the best for laggers, but never mind. Um, and pale ales. Um, but yes, uh, yeast in the purest of water <clears throat> before allowing it to mature. For up to six weeks, hard to make, easy to drink, apparently. There we go. Well, the last one wasn't that easy to drink. It was a Pilsner. And it tastes nothing like a Pilsner. It was all bloody grapefruit flavours. Now, I'm back on the Hawkstone glass because, I'll be totally honest, um, the last beer poured flat. I decided, I did the first one in the actual half-pint glass that came with the, the pack. And it's nucleated and, yeah, nice head and wonderful. So I thought, well, I'll do the next one in a plain glass. And, yeah, flat as a winchy's tech, complete my pond. There you go. Um, so I'll just go back to the the original glass that they want you to drink it from. But just to let you know that that isn't probably what it's going to be like if you pour it into a normal glass. So let's crack it open and see what it's like. So there we go. This is a half pint glass they give you with it. So for people on the podcast, I can smell it already. I can smell citrus already from this distance. Just getting wafts of it there as I was pouring it. So for people on the podcast, it's about, I would probably say normally it would be about a half finger head. It's a, it's a finger head just now, but it is in a nucleated glass. And it's a kind of a rich golden colour. Um... Maybe just slightly bordering on very light amber, but yes, it's a it's a very kind of deep golden colour, so it's it's a kind of rich gold colour. And yes, the nucleation as you can see it's fizzing away like a bugger. Um so let's do I do that now. I do this for Instagram and all that, just to let people know that what I'm poisoning myself with. But that's what it feels like a lot of times because I'm drinking so much piss water. Oh sorry. Um wonderful beers. Um a lot of them are just piss water, I'll be totally honest. And, uh, yeah, it feels like, you know, today I'm poisoning myself with, you know, it's like that. But anyway, let's see what this smells like. Well, great for it. In fact, <laughs> straight away I'm thinking, it smells like that Pilsner. It does. There's a wee bit of sharpness there. There's some kind of give me a kind of sort of sharpness to the edge of the grapefruit that wasn't in the Pilsner. And I don't know what's causing that. But yeah, it just smells of grapefruit. That's what it smells of. I'm getting no floral. Honey, I'm not getting any honey tones or that type of stuff. I'm not even kind of identifying what I'm getting little grain notes in the background. But it's just, it's just all grapefruit aroma. That's basically what it is. It's overpowering. And yeah, you're not really getting anything else. So let's see what it tastes like. Mm. 
Well, first thing I noticed, it's quite surprisingly sweet. It's sweeter than what I expected it to be. I'm not saying it's overly sweet, but it's sweeter than what I expected and a lot sweeter than what I'd expect from an IPA. Um, the best way to describe it, if you've ever had a Foster's, it's that kind of level of sweetness. You know, Foster's that has this kind of slightly kind of, they would probably refer to it as slightly honey-toned, uh, honey-toned sweetness. But I would probably put it down to as more syrupy sweetness. And this has a little bit of that as well about it. But as it's to that level of sweetness. And what will they say about a better finish? Not really, no. It's, it's, maybe to them it's a better finish, but for somebody who actually likes, you know, traditional bitters, you know, bitter ales, especially Yorkshire bitters, um, this isn't bitter at all, really. It's just, I, I would say it's slightly more than a, a Czech lager, uh, a good standard Czech lager, really. Radigas, but I would probably say if you went to the full um, higher IBU Radigas, then this would uh, would be lower than it. Um, so yeah, IBU. What would I kind of guess this would be? Mm. Maybe low thirties. High 20s, low 30s. It's really not that big at all. I mean, it's okay. There's a bit of balance to it. It's not too bad. It's easy drinking. It's not offensive. There is grapefruit, citrus flavours there, but they're not too strong. They smell more intense than what they actually are flavour-wise. But... Overall, it's okay. I think if you were in, if you're into the kind of craft beer kind of IPAs, then you'd find this really quite disappointing. You maybe like the sweetness, but I don't think the the grapefruit. There's no real heavy citrus. There's no kind of pithiness or roundiness about it, and it doesn't have that kind of sour finish. That real kind of pithy sour finish that catches in the back of your throat and lingers like a bugger. It doesn't have any of that. Um. So, to me, that's a good thing. But if people that are looking for that and like that, then this is a bit of a disappointment. So, there you go. Sorry to break down the flavours. Light malt, very light malt at the start. A little bit of grain, but you get this sweetness. And there may be a toning it to kind of honey. I'm a toning it is more slightly syrupy. And because it has that slight kind of syrupy feel to it, it feels a little bit disconnected from the malts. Because the malts are quite right, light, but the the sweetness is a bit too much for the kind of level of malt flavour you're getting. And you get this slightly feel of syrup about it. I just feel it's slightly syrupy sweet. And... Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's overly sweet, but the problem is it just the sweet just doesn't quite work. It's just a little bit more than it needs to be. 
a little bit more than what you would expect and maybe to a certain degree what you want um, and it just feels that the front of the mouth isn't the big kind of bang that you expect what you're getting is sweetness rather than malt or grain you move on to the mid tongue that's when the grapefruit really starts to kind of come through but the problem is you're not really getting the bitter accent or maybe they're there but because this sweetness just seems to be right there from front to back and it doesn't really kind of dissipate in the mid tongue so it's almost the same level as it is from the front of the mouth and maybe that's the kind of little bitter tones and bitter accents you would associate with the kind of grapefruit flavour are getting overpowered by this sweetness and you're not picking them up because they're not really there and as it goes on to the kind of mid-tongue, the mull kind of get overshadowed, so does the grain. So they become just little accents. They don't become kind of core flavours anymore from the front of the mouth. They kind of like get relegated as little accents. So you just get little accents of malt and grain. And it's just this grapefruit. But there's no bitterness with it. So again, and so the two main flavours you've got in the mid-tongue is this grapefruit and this sweetness. And the two of them just feel completely disconnected. They just feel like, you know, it's like two separate flavours running side by side. They don't feel as if they're cohesive in any way. Can maybe get a little bit of pine, that little kind of slightly... As I call them disinfectant tones. It is, it gets right disinfectant tones there. And then it moves on to the kind of aftertaste. And the sweetness kind of starts to dissipate. And that's when you start getting a bit of bitterness. But it's light. They're saying a better finish. Well, yeah, but it's very light. Very gentle bitterness. Um, not something you would associate with a kind of citrusy IPA. In fact, you just wouldn't. So, yeah. I've, I've had bitter ales, stronger. I've had golden ales with a stronger bitterness to them. Um, yeah. It's just not really bitter at all. Um, there is a bitterness there, but... Again, it's more of an accent. It's not an actual core flavour. And that's what you've really got. The kind of last core flavours you've got is your sweetness kind of dissipating. Your malt and your grain, they've left the building at this point. You know, just as it's transitioning over, there's no more accents of them. They've gone, they've left the building. Because I like to put it, they've buggered off. And uh, yeah, you're just left with the grapefruit flavour, the sweetness, as the sweetness kind of starts to dissipate, that's when you start getting a little bit of bitterness coming through. And yeah, it's just the kind of bitterness and the grapefruit kind of dissipating off kind of together, which is okay because the bitterness you can associate with the grapefruit flavours and uh, it actually feels more cohesive at the end than it does at the front. Um, so the finish is a bit better than the start of it, in my view. But I feel it's... The level of sweetness is a bit too much for this type of beer. And because of that, and just with the other flavours, how they are in, in intensity and everything else, 
the ratios just feel all off and some of the flavours just don't feel connected, especially the sweetness. The sweetness doesn't seem to be connected to anything. It just seems to be this kind of separate running kind of flavour by itself. And it's kind of disappointing. It's okay. It's okay. But it's, it's nothing brilliant. But it's not offensive. It's easy to drink. Would I drink it myself? Probably not. If somebody gave it to me, that'd be fine. If I was at a barbecue and somebody gave me a, a bottle of it, okay, that's fine, not a problem. But if they came back to me and said, you fancy another? And I'm like, no, no, no. But what else have you got? Or I'd maybe think I'll maybe go on to something different, like maybe a wine or something like that. Or maybe even a soft drink or something like that. I don't think, I, even at 330 mil, I don't think I could drink two bottles in a row. I just feel it's just, no. It's not interesting enough. It just feels slightly generic. It's like... If you'd have described what an IPA, like a more modern style, kind of slightly craft style IPA to somebody, and then they tried to kind of replicate it, but they were kind of like, well, I don't want to go over the score here. I don't want to make it, you know, over the top. So what we'll do is I'll just slightly pull everything back a bit and uh, just be kind of slightly cautious, slightly reserved. And it's like that. It's like that's what they've kind of made, rather than gung ho. I think there's room for it to be a bit more. I think there's room. I think maybe that sweetness would be okay if the other flavours were stronger and more intense. Then yeah, you could maybe get away with it. But because these flavours aren't so intense and it doesn't have the bitterness to kind of balance out that sweetness. And the malt's a lot lighter and it just doesn't seem to kind of be connected to this sweetness. So you either got a choice of either dial back the sweetness and just have a very light, very kind of, uh, um, how would you put it, um, delicate um, flavoured IPA. Or you have something with a bit more robust flavours, a bit more malt for a bit more body. I mean, the body's okay, but it could go a bit more. And again, the malt would provide that and leave the sweetness the way it is and let the flavours kind of control it itself they can have more stronger you know robust flavours control and dial back the sweetness with its own levels of intensity but yeah what would i give out of 10 mm. i've got a big price into it because i'm not the cheapest in a 330 ml bottle i if you've watched the nmi reviews you know i'm just can't be bothered with 330ml cans and bottles. Same with the 440ml cans. I'm sorry, that's a piss take. The kind of standard now is 500ml. And you really should be doing 500ml. If you're not doing 500ml, then what you're doing either is a case as though you're doing it for a lesser amount to try and reduce the price. But I don't think the price is cheap. So it's got to be the other side of it. that You're doing 330ml with a high price because you're trying to treat it like a premium and really it's profiteering and it's really down to because it's associated with Jeremy Clarkson. I don't know how much she has a part in that. They say his barley's used to brew these beers. Well, they seem to be producing a heck of a lot of beers and I don't think he's producing that amount of barley. So, plus, malting of barley takes time and here's the big shocker is You've got to 
malt the barley and then you've got to roast it and you have to roast it to different levels and everything else and that. So the whole idea is, I think there's very little of his barley actually in the beers, if any, to a certain degree. And uh, this idea is you basically put barley in for the germination, but you're going to get 100% back. No, you get a yield, you lose a percentage that doesn't germinate and everything else. And if it doesn't germinate, then it's no longer malted. And of course, it can't progress on to the finished product and everything else. It can't get roasted, it can't do anything. So again, you've got all these points. So this idea that one farm is supplying a brewery that's producing all this amount of beer. Um, well, and all these different types of beers as well. Yeah, I think there's a bit of kidology going on there. And maybe there is some of his farm products used in the brewery, but I don't think it's used anywhere near as what they're trying to kind of tell you. So, out of all that, what would I give it? Out of 10. For an IPA, I'm going to give it a four and a half. It's below average. I mean, there's better traditional IPAs than this that has better flavour, more flavours and everything else. Um, there's better, more of the kind of craft ones. I mean, Lagunitas is nicer. Um, Sierra Nevada is nicer. They're just They have a, a bit more intense flavour, a nicer balance. They're just brewed better. I'm not a huge big fan of citrusy flavours in beers, but that's the kind of level I'm kind of happy with is Lagunesis and uh, Sierra Nevada. They're nice, to a nice level. Um, I can cope with them. I can find them quite pleasant. I can drink a couple of them. This one is just, it's just below par from my point of view. And again, you've also got to take the price into it as well. You're paying a premium price, but you're not getting a premium product. And you're also getting only 330 mils of the product as well. So you've got to be honest and look at it that way. So anyway, thanks for watching. Cheers. Bye for now.